Blog Talk Radio. Numerology is a system of ancient codes found in our birth information that gives insight to the lessons we each must learn in this lifetime. Elizabeth Summers is a medium and esoteric numerologer offering her knowledge of ancient wisdoms to help fellow travelers towards a more enlightened and peaceful path. Join her now for the magical world of numbers. everyone. Thanks so much for visiting with me one more time in the magical world of numbers. You know I look forward so much every week to visiting with you in the magical world of numbers, to chat with you about how astrologically, numerologically, tarot-wise, Kabbalah-wise, Influences in your life can help move you forward, move you forward. So I am Elizabeth Summers. I am an esoteric numerologist, a psychic intuitive, and a medium. Oh, yeah, I talk to dead people. What can I say? And I am here to help you. I love my work, and I love you for listening to me. Know that today, possibly, when we have a break, if there are folks in the queue that want to have little mini readings about what is going on for the next couple months in their lives, numerologically, and from a tarot perspective, I'll be happy to do those readings. And the call-in number is 347 855-8628. And so know that I have two websites. One is called The Magical World of Numbers. The other one is called Elizabeth Summers Life of Season. S-U- Dot com. And I would love for you to sign up for my newsletters. Look at all of the readings that I offer to you. I am a medium. I am a psychic intuitive. And I am an esoteric numerologist, which is a fancy word for me to specialize using very ancient tools, numerology, which is a code system. I'll address that in a moment. Ancient tarot, astrology, bundling it all together to help you, to help you understand what's going on in your life in 2015 Because a lot of my clients are like in quicksand, what can I say? But also in another reading that I do, a blueprint reading, a natal reading, help you understand the novel, the package, the issues that you have put together for yourself prior to being born that you are playing out in this lifetime. And so in my specialty, esoteric numerology, I focus on using very ancient tools. Numerology is as old as astrology, where numbers are used as codes. They don't have any power. 
what you write in your checkbook and on paper and wherever you write, write, write numbers, they're called numerals. They represent quantities. The work that I do is 2,600 years old. It's 5,000 years old. And it represents qualities that you as a soul have brought into this lifetime in your suitcase, if you will, your energetic suitcase. And that information is found in your birth certificate name. Your month, day, and your birth, but your birth certificate name, your first name, your middle name, your last name. Now, I have several clients who almost apologetically say, I don't have a middle name. Well, it's okay. I, as an esoteric numerologist, using formulas, ancient formulas, I just reassign information to your first and your last name. So do not be concerned if you do not have a middle name. And interestingly enough today, and it's quite unusual, I had a client who only had one letter in its middle name. Just one letter. Really? But that is what, as soul, she chose prior to incarnation to use as her emotional energy. A person's first name tells me all about their attitude, their behaviors, what have you. Middle name tells me about their emotional case they're bringing in here. And their last name is their spiritual memories coming into this lifetime. And so please go to my website. I have two. They're both the same information on both. One is called the Magical World of Numbers. .com. The other one is Elizabeth Summers. S-U-M-M-E-R-S. .com. Sign up for my newsletter. I'm always sending out information. There's a blog. There are specials. There are, I write for many magazines. I am a guest on many other host radio shows. On and on and on and on and on. Everything I can to help you understand you so that you can be at peace, that you can feel in control of yourself and you can spiritually grow. In the work that I do, I combine as an esoteric numerologist. That's my specialty. Like doctors have specialties. Some are pediatrics, some are oncologists, some are this, some are that, some are whatever. They're all basically MDs or ODs. And then they have their specialties. Well, my specialty amps up the fact that I use astrology, numerology, and tarot, and a little tad of Kabbalah, Hebrew Kabbalah, in the work that I do to help you understand you, to help you. And so we're going to start tonight's visit talking a little bit about astrology. And I am so happy to say, praise the Lord, we are pretty much out of the woods with our first Mercury retrograde in 2015. Mercury rules Gemini. It's about screw-ups, big time. And anything digital, my computer really tested my patience. And appliances, and cars, and communications, and whatever. 
And on February 11th, the planet Mercury that really ruled Gemini came up to where it started to go cattywampus in the first place back in January. February 11th, it came to its starting point. And it's starting to like move forward, move forward, move forward. Okay, fine. So you may find for yourself, although I tell you straight up, I'm still seeing a little computer and communication, a little fussiness going on in my office. It's okay. We're pretty much out of the woods. So know that our patience has been tested. It is in the digital sign of Aquarius. And it is moving away, moving away. The tide's going out, if you will. Now, this is very cool. This show that I am chatting with you is on February 18th. And we have a very cool new moon. New moons are about new beginnings. I don't care what month it's in. And sometimes it's more powerful than others. But this particular new moon is in Aquarius. And Aquarius, as I've told you in previous shows, is has a water kind of carrier icon connected to it. But it really is an air sign. It's connected to the digital world. That's why we are now for the next umpteen, umpteen, umpteen years in the big major astrological sign of Aquarius, remember I do, astrology, numerology, Tarot, and some ancient Kabbalah, we are in the sign of the digital. And in the 60s, astrologers, astronomers are really not quite kind of sure when the whole shift occurs, but the consensus is in the 60s, and some of us who are older folks, can remember what on earth happened in the 60s. But it is in the 60s and then the 70s and 80s and, of course, right now, intensifying, intensifying. We're in the digital age, very Aquarian. So on February 18th, where we are now, We have a new moon, a new beginning, a new start, still in the sign of Aquarius. And it is an energy that is saying, new beginnings, new starts. I want you to sit quietly as quickly and as best that you can under any new moon, which is today, And it is most intense, 18, 19, 20 of February. The farther away that we get from the 18th of February, the weaker, the weaker, the weaker the energy becomes. For new beginnings, new starts. So I want you right now, 18, 19, 20, to be a farmer, planting seeds, thinking about, Okay, what I want to accomplish. There's a new cycle here. There's a new beginning here. The next new moon is going to be March 20th. And then we're going to roll into Aries and it's going to be, I tell you, this new moon is very peaceful and sweet and lovely and whatever. And as we move into March 20th, We're going to be in the spring equinox, new beginnings. We're going to move into the sign of Aries, which is a fire sign, and it's going to be NASCAR. So right now, we're kind of in Volkswagen energy. Let's think about what we want to do. Let's plan. There's very much an emphasis on peacefulness. There's very much of an emphasis on stability and laying down foundations it's peaceful folks but i'm telling you do it now because as we get into mid-march and we get rolling into the sign of aries 
all you know what is going to start breaking loose because Aries and a new moon and a new direction is like a blowtorch. It is NASCAR. It's going to kick in for you the energy that you have planted the seeds. Now, while I'm speaking astrologically about the sign of Aries, no, right now, the 17th, 18th, and 19th, keeping in mind there is no time in spirit. I mean, the universe does not have a calendar. This calendar that we use that I am talking to you about is a human construct. And so, therefore, think not specifically of the calendar day, but know thereabouts the energies that I'm talking to you about. And if you are the sign of Aries, which is the end of March into the end of April, right now, Mars, that rules Aries, is moving into the sign of Aries as a moving energy. It is on its roadmap, if you will. All Aries have been in this have been in a stall, making them absolutely crazy for the stall. Kick it into gear. Anyone who is a sun sign, rising sign, moon sign of Aries. Now you may not know you may not know that about yourself. But when clients come to me for big hour long readings, I always look at their astrology. And I tell them, this is it for this lifetime, your sun sign, your rising sign, your moon sign. These are your core astrological issues, and it's important for you to know that. Because when we, well, not me, but when you, because quite honestly, I don't do this. When you are on the, in the newspaper and on the internet and all that kind of fiddle-faddle stuff going on there, looking at yourself, you're going to be looking at your sun sign. Oh, I'm an Aries, I'm a this, I'm a Leo, I'm an Aquarius, I'm a Virgo, I'm a whatever. Okay, fine. That's your outer energy. It's most intense in your younger years. As you mature and grow older and older, you become more and more your rising sign, your core of who you are. And only an astrologer or someone who comes to me for a big reading tells you what is your ascendant. It is your yoke of the egg that you are. Well, anyway, Aries, Mars, is now, like right yesterday, today, and on, 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 on. Moving into the sign of Aries to around March 3, 4, 5. Yay! Kick it into gear. Make it happen. And then, a little fluffy duffy. Venus! The beautiful energy of love and beauty and self-caring and new hairdos and entertaining and fluffing up around the house and all of that, all of that, all of that. Missy Venus, the goddess of love, is also moving into the sign of Aries. And so Aries got got it going on here, or can I say, for a while. So push shove, make it happen. Even though we're going to be leaving around 18, 19, 20, it depends on where you are on the globe. We're going to be leaving the sign of Aquarius, which is an air sign, and we're leaving it behind 
And we're going to be moving into the sign of Pisces for general speaking. And Pisces is peaceful. And Pisces is about psychic energy. And Pisces rules the 12th house. And Pisces is that of the, the karmic energy of the 12th house. And I'll be talking more and more about the qualities and the characteristics of Pisces. Bless their hearts. Aries is saying, I got it. I'll listen to my intuition. But I'm also going to kick it into gear. Tonight we're going to talk about the number 18 which adds to the number nine. And if you've been listening to my radio shows or having readings with me, which I would be humbled by, I talk to you about the four nasties, the four karma nasties. One is 14.5, connected to the letter N. One is 19-1 to the letter S. One is 13-4, connected to the letter uh, um, well, how interesting. I totally drew a, a total blank there. 34, I drew a blank. God has his ways to keep Elizabeth humble. What is 16-7 that has to do with the number 7? The number 18, which adds to the number 9, minor nasty. It's not a full-blown nasty. It's a minor nasty. The number nine, in general, is the hermit card. The hermit card, if you saw the old ancient card, is holding a lamp and is saying, the answers are within. Find the light within you. The number nine and every number has a positive side, has a negative side. The number nine, and depending upon where it appears in a chart, has to do with endings and finishing and completions. In the positive, the basic number nine. I mean, a nine is a nine is a nine. And in Western numerology, Pythagorean numerology, 2,600-year-old numerology, the answers are are, 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 are basic, like the basic black dress. I've always told you that. But in the work that I do, I add jewelry using tarot, using astrology, using Kabbalah, using additional information. What kind of a nine is it? And therefore, basically speaking, anyone who has a nine as their personality or their lesson to learn or their emotional self is someone who's very artistic and very philanthropic, loves to travel. It is an energy that has, on one hand, great progress, But unfortunately, we as humans look at it, unfortunately, it also has great loss. It has great disappointment. It has separation. And so the number nine is whether it's your, and more importantly, if it is your birthday number the day your soul chose to be born on. The number nine, 18, nine, and nine, 
most especially. They're kind of advised as an esoteric numerologist to avoid marriage and to kind of live on a higher level. Because why? The number nine is a finishing cycle. And if you get married under a nine, it can be kind of disappointing. You cannot tell anyone who has a birthday number of a nine, 89, 27.9, a little bit easier, but still a nine. They're very strong-willed, very determined, very independent. And their greatness comes from serving other people in some capacity, in the decorative arts, in the teaching arts. They are humanitarians. There's an energy about them. But it's not exactly the most spiffy doodle time of your life between 30 and 55 for marriage. Permanent partners. The number nine has karma connected to it. Just a plain old ordinary nine. That says, you draw to yourself in this lifetime old relationships, old love relationships. Sometimes business, sometimes personal. That your soul's been in relationship with another lifetime. That are tootling back into this lifetime to finish the number nine is about finishing. It's all over but the shouting. Old loves from previous incarnations. That those, perhaps in other lifetimes, those relationships did not finish properly. Maybe there was a divorce. Maybe there was death. Maybe someone got killed. Maybe someone died in birth, childbirth. There is something that didn't quite finish just right. And so the soul is bringing those partnerships back into this lifetime by soul agreement. And I cannot stress that enough because the number nine is drama. These are the drama kings and queens. These are the theatrical. It's not easy, folks. The number nine is about big tadas. And the older you get, the more you don't want big tadas in your life. Like, okay, fine. Just gently bring it to me and I'll bring it to an end and thank you very much and let's move on here. And so the number nine, if it is your birthday number, Rules your life between 30 and 55, generally speaking. And it is all the things that I just said. You are a wonderful humanitarian. You are a nurturer. You are a caretaker. You are a father figure. You are a nurturer. And you're drawing to yourself old relationships from previous lifetimes that are trying to finish and you do not get caught up in drama. In the work that I do, there's a whole series, and I do four pages. When my clients come to me for readings, and you know, I'd love for you to come to me for a reading. Just go to my website. Contact me. We'll get it set up. Let's move forward here in your life. I'm here to help you. I've been doing this since 1988. And I'm here to help you to bring peace and quiet and power to your life. When I add, using my formulas, ancient formulas, the month, day, and year of birth, I get what is called a life path number, a life lesson number. And those that have a nine life lesson number, 
are in for a bumpy road. They are going to experience a lot of beginnings and endings, beginnings and endings, beginnings and endings. Because their lesson to learn is to forgive, to let go, to surrender, to give up control. Now, sometimes they will draw into their lives most of the time old relationships from previous lifetimes. Those that have the number nine life path number, which is like your plot line in this whole incarnation from beginning to end. Their father Number nine is about father, forgiveness of the father, letting go of animosity, of anger, of resentment connected to the father, especially. And you know it's interesting that the father does not always have to be a male in the family. There are some families where the mother acts father. She's the one that rules the roost. She's the one who has the power. She's the one that acts like a father. Therefore, she's the one that needs the forgiveness. She's the one, the mother, acting like what we expect a father vibration to act like. She acts like the man in the household. She wears the pants. She's the difficult one. And she's the one we need to forgive. We need to let go of. Parents are called imprinters. They imprint upon us aspects of us that we were in previous incarnations that we are here to decide to continue to be like or not to be like. The important thing is that we forgive ourselves. Some of us think we come into this lifetime as little cherubs, if you will. But our past lives are held in our subconscious. And we need to let go. And our soul is saying to us, you will let go. Easy way or hard way. And so the number nine is about letting go which is a free will choice. Okay, fine. I say to all my clients, hey, you don't wear your baby shoes anymore. You might have started out with shoes that are size one or two, and now you're up to size 13. Hello? Stop trying to put your size 13 foot into a size two shoe. It's over. Snap out of it. And so we have what in esoteric numerology are called octaves. They're like rungs of a ladder. And the lowest vibration is a nine, plain old ordinary nine. On one hand, endings, finishing, and completions. If you are in what is called a nine year, we go in nine year cycles, nine year cycles, nine year cycles. If you're in a nine-year, I'm telling you, it's all over but to shout. Finished. You may move to a new house, end a job, finish a relationship. You're done. Become a house-cleaning fool. I'm in the garage. I'm giving this to Goodwill. I'm letting you go. Blah, 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 blah. Stop resisting. Okay. Okay. Everything has a beginning and a middle and an end, 
and you do not get emotionally involved. You say neutral and detached. Let's do what we have to do, and let's move on here. Thank you very much. But it amps up for some folks, not everybody, but for some folks, they're in an 18-9 year. There's a 9 and an 18-9 and a 27-9, a 45-9, a 63-9, and all of those compound numbers. Not double numbers. Double numbers are 11, 22, 33, whatever. Yes, I'm getting a little technical here. But the compound numbers are like jewelry on your basic black dress of a nine. And so tonight we're going to talk about the number 18-9. Now we have some wrinkles. The number eight of the 18 is about power. Anyone who has an 18 birthday number, if they're born on the 18th of any month, any of the 12 months, make no difference. They're usually very independent folks. And they're really driven by financial gain. They're like, money, money, money. That's that number eight. They're very achievement-oriented. Your birthday's on the 18th. I hope you're listening. They're very executive, very managerial, very administrative. I mean, these are power players. And they're really looking for positions in large organizations. They're great with groups. They can be very emotional. That's the number nine, very emotional. But 18, that number 8 in there says they're very practical. They use their heads. Now, on one hand, they're very left brain, analytical, executive, managerial, financially oriented. And on the other side, they can be, like, really friendly and very helpful and very philanthropic. I mean, they'll help you all that they can. These are the wisdom givers. They are folks that are wise. The number nine is the code for shaman. Is the code for wisdom giver. Is the code for teacher. And when I add in a chart all the vowels of a person's name, their birth name, which is their toolbox of past life memories coming in here. The vows tell me who you like really, really, really are as a soul. And when I see the number nine as a soul number, I know that person is a very wise person. The answers are within for all of us, but especially a nine soul. But when I see an 18-9 soul, nine times out of ten, that wisdom giver, past lifetimes, used people for financial gain. And we see it on all these television shows still today. Send your money. We'll pray for you. Send $5,000. Send $500. Send this. Send that. Send money, money, money. In order for me to share with you what I know. This is so old hat. So Piscean age. The last 2,600 years uh, that is over has been all about these wisdom givers, the priest, the shamans, the this, the that, the something else that said, I will help you spiritually, but you have to give me your gold. You have to give me your money. You have to do this and that and the other thing. 
And to, therefore, that soul who did that created karma. That says, in this lifetime, they're going to get screwed over big time by people who will do the same thing to them. They're going to need money. They're going to need prestige in their career. They're going to need opportunities to advance. I want to buy the BMW. I want the big house. I want this. And they're going to trust, trust, trust somebody else. And 18.9 says, caution. It is the moon card in Tarot that says, caution. Watch your back. Watch who you trust. Because 18.9 is a minor karma code that has to do with one trusting, and I get that from subtracting 18. Think of the number 18. Visualize the number 18. The number 1 minus the number 8. I get the number 7 which is the challenge number, which is the issue to overcome. And number seven has to do with trust. It has to do with faith and trust and listening and intuition, but it has to do with choices, 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 choices. And the number 18, that eight in there, is so interested in money, business, property, achievement, power, that they don't listen to their inner voice to guide them. They overanalyze. And in order to get them to learn humility, because it requires humility to be connected to the spiritual life. You have to have humility. To allow yourself for spirit to guide you. Because the number seven, one from eight, seven, is also that of the ego and the analytical mind. And so 18 nines, whether it is your personal year, whether it is your life lesson to learn, whether it is your birthday number, whether it is your lane of life, you I'm warning you, have the potential to be brought to your knees by learning to have the humility to listen to your inner voice to guide you that says, no, 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 don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And you do it anyway, and that's when you lose. And you lose financially. The number eight, financial. The number 18 is a semi-karma code. Not one of the four nasties. It's a little semi-nasty. That says one can experience loss through government intervention. Divorce, IRS, lawsuits, betrayals, trusting someone, especially with your material life. And your soul is saying to you, we tried to tell you, we tried to tell you. So what do you do about that? Number one, you go through the situation. We live, all of us as humans, are really souls in a human experience. We all go through these situations in life. Some of us 
that are a little bit more bullheaded than others, and some of us who are old souls. And I can tell you who's an old soul, who's not an old soul in the work that I do. But we create these dramatic situations and, you know, we think it's the end of the world. And the ancient I Ching practice that I teach says, sweet baby, do not be intimidated by the storm. What are you learning from this? And the 189s are learning. First of all, that they're not the hotshots that they think they are. They're not the powerhouses that they think that they are. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, as smart as you think you are, you screwed up big time. And therefore, there is loss with the number 18 a lot of times. Through government intervention, the number 18 is the energy of government. Okay. All right. What did you learn from that situation? You sit still, you look at it, you own it. You own it. All right. And you own it. That takes humility. There can only be spiritual growth when there is humility. That is not weakness. That is power. Humility is power. I am that I am that I am. And God is and I am. And we are one. And my power is a spiritual power. And I made it once and I'll make it twice. And I am a somebody and I am getting through this. Not will keeps it in the future. I am. And then you have the humility to be in quiet and you go to your higher self and you say, help, help. Bring me the perfect people, places, situations to gently move me through this situation that I am in. And it can include loss, material loss. You might lose your house. You may lose your marriage. You may lose your car. You may lose your business. I'm not going to say no. This happened this way for everybody? No. It's a matter of degree. It's just degree. That's all it is. But you get your power. It's bringing you to your knees so that you turn yourself to the blessings of Mother, Father, God, to your angels, masters, and guides. And you say, thank you. The number 189 is to teach gratitude. In some instances, for what you have left. Okay. You had the BMW, and now you've got a Jeep. You had the big five-bedroom house, and now you live in an apartment. What are your values? What's important here? No matter what it is, no matter what you wind up with, you say thank you. 89 is gratitude, and every single person as a human, will go through a time frame in their life where they will be influenced by the number 89. Be in gratitude. Thank you, God. Every single morning, the first words out of your mouth and your mind, When you open your eyes, we have to say, thank you. First of all, folks, for opening your eyes, for living through the night, for your blessings. You have a roof over your head. 
You have a dishwasher. You have a refrigerator. You have a warm house. You have a toilet. You have peace. You have opportunity. I want you to think in minuscule details. Do not, do not, do not. I'm warning you. Do not be a spoiled brat when it comes to gratitude, 18.9. Spirit doesn't play. It does not play. You have what you're supposed to have in this moment of time, and you say thank you. Thank you for today. Thank you for the eyes to see the beautiful sky and the blue and the clouds. Thank you for the ears to hear the birds singing in the spring, in the snow. Thank you for this. Go into detail. I cannot stress this enough. Gratitude is the highest vibration in spirituality. And if you have experienced loss in your life, and it would be financial loss, the house, the job, the this, that, the other thing, whatever it is, all right, what you learn from that has to do with ego deflation. Okay, yeah. Was it humiliating? Yeah, I thought it was this and that and the other thing, and I thought it was all all that, and... No, I'm not all that. I'm taking the bus instead of driving a Porsche. Okay. Thank you guys for the bus. The number nine is about endings, finishing, and completions. The number 18, nine. 27, nine is different. Totally different. The number 18 is about Listen, when I subtract one from eight, listen to your inner knowing. Listen to your inner voice. If it feels right, do it. If it doesn't feel right, do it. Be very, 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 very careful. The number 18 says beware of being overzealous. Beware of being money-hungry, excessively critical of other people. The number nine is about control. They're not doing what I think that they should do. Critical, critical. Well, who are you? Who are you, you big self? That you think you have the right to be critical of other people, to expect them to be what you think that they should be. Um, think so. The number 18.9 can be money-hungry, can be very critical of other people. And I'll tell you straight up, romance, marriage, hello, folks, can be disappointing. Unless you learn to be of service to other people, but not a victim. Not a victim. Okay, I help you, I help you, I help you. Walk all over me like a doormat. I'm a humanitarian, blah, blah, blah. No, always remember in your relationships, they need to be shoulder to shoulder. 12 dominoes out, 12 dominoes back. So I want you to open your heart. Be sympathetic. Don't be selfish. Don't be greedy. Learn acceptance. What is this? Move through your storms. Do not be intimidated by your storms. Look at the cloudy days that we have weather-wise. The cloudy days. And some of them are foggy. And some of them, there are dark clouds. And you look at it, you go, oh, my 
gosh, it's going to rain. We're going to have a thunderstorm. Ah! And we go running for shelter. But always believe that above those dark clouds, the sun is shining. The sun is always there. The clouds are going to come. They're going to go. So believe, believe, hold on, hold on, hold on. Everything is temporary. Do not be intimidated by the storm. 18.9 has the potential to be very positive for businesses that are service-oriented businesses. But it also is one of the minor karma codes that bring us to our knees, that teach us acceptance, that teach us humility, that teach us our spirituality. And once we go there and put our hand in Mother, Father, God's hands and our masters, angels, and guides, and have the humility to say, show me the next step. Show me the way. And I will follow. I think I'm all that. But if you can keep the stars in the sky, I choose, number seven, one for me, I choose to follow the sign. I choose to follow you. Mother, Father, God. Well, we have traveled a distance tonight. Go to my website, elizabethsummers.com or the magical world of numbers. On the toolbar, click on all of the services that I offer. Numerology reading. I'm here to help you. This work is powerful. It has helped gazillions of people over the century. And the work that I do is very deep, very powerful. I look at you as human, and I look at you as spirit. I am a, I'm very blessed to be a medium. I talk with your loved ones who've crossed into spirit. And some folks just have a question or two that they need some psychic guidance, I do that work also. All of that is on my website. And so therefore, know that I would love for you to sign up for my newsletter, pay attention to my blog, read my articles, and I cannot tell you, in gratitude, number 18, gratitude, 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 number 18, how grateful I am to you for visiting with me one more time in the magical world of numbers and I send you God's white light and his peace and his harmony and all good all good things. I am here for you. You are not alone. Until next time when we visit one more time in the magical world of numbers. Mm-hmm.